trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort.
nothing quite like starting off an episode about obscure Bannerware games than with a remix of Tap the Papaya. Welcome to the Top Resort. I'm Green Vibrating for the next two hours. I'm specifically me. I'm going to be bringing you some of the best Sega music from Bannerware, some of the best talk, some of the best trivia, some of the best. I don't really know, but welcome to the show. Uh, you you might have caught the blip last week in programming that was uh that episode about gems and uh, yeah I gave the explanation for that one on the episode itself but I am back here I'm in slightly less pain than last week slightly is the key word but we're, we're pushing on through anyway we're pushing on through some awesome tunes like that one from Afterburner Climax that was Volcanic Islands obviously Afterburner Climax was delisted back around 2014 that was a PS3 and Xbox 360 title but it was also on mobile for a while uh, I don't remember when that one went down. I remember it went down after the PS3 version, which was like 2016 maybe? There's also an arcade release, so if you're lucky there's an arcade release still out there. I've told this story on the show many times before, but my local game, as in the UK shop game, actually used to have Afterburner Climax codes all the way up until 2018, when for some reason they were like, yeah, now we should stop shipping them. For some reason, I, I don't know. <laughs> they they just decided then was the good time to stop that. Specifically after the Winterfest weekend where I gave one away, they were like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna stop doing them when you actually need to give one away now, Viper. Thanks. I still got I still bought three of them from there though, so I feel like that's a that's a win for me at least. <laughs> Before that, from op- from the Opus Science Collective, nowadays known as Opus Science OSC, because it's it's not really a collective anymore, is it? That was Let's Tap, a remix of Tap the Papapaya from the titular Let's Tap. And the reason that's there, there's a very good reason for that, because you might be either saying one of two things. One, if you're a uh, if you're not very well versed in Sega knowledge, or you don't listen to this show that much, you go, what in the absolute heck is Let's Tap? And well Let's Tap is a Wii game released in 2008, and it was the first get or first full game by the uh, Yuji Naka led studio Probe. The reason I specified it's the first full game is important because a few months before Let's Tap, which was released on a disc, physically, in all regions, a few months before that was a small WiiWare game known as Let's Catch. And it's a game about baseball. Uh, it's a pretty fun game. I wouldn't spend the money that was... It was like a £10 game on WiiWare, which is not worth that, but like a good little... It, it worked really well as a mobile game, but it, it does, it, they did never put it on mobile, unlike the rest of the Let's Tap series, so that would have worked there, they didn't choose to use it, whatever. But yeah, it's, so it's a it's an okay game, but the reason I didn't play any music from it and still went for a track from Let's Tap is because, well, uh, good reason, that game only has about 10 second loops for music, so the music repeats every 10 seconds, and it's not even that good. And I ripped it from the game files, and it's low quality and crappy. And no, no, we're not we're not playing that on the show. So we're going to play some music from the, in my opinion, better quote unquote sequel. Supposedly there was also um, some items you could unlock in Let's Tap if you had Let's Catch, which I have the uh, Let's Catch installed on my Wii because <laughs> you can't buy it anymore. So uh, you know you can't complain that I'm doing that. But so. If you uh, supposedly have save data from Let's Catch, it would transfer over to Let's Tap and unlock you something. But I still don't really know what it is. But I should do that. Because Let's, Let's Tap is a pretty enjoyable game, in my opinion. I shill for it enough on this show. It's not a good game, but it's become... It, it's like a 50p game nowadays. It's worth 50p. 
is not worth the £30 it commanded brand new. Speaking of Overscience, before that we obviously had the intro theme, which was a uh, Resort Tropical, or you better know it as the, uh, the tro- uh, Topical Resort intro theme, but it was important to note that we had a double build of Overscience there. Go and check out his band camp. It's awesome, and BrickGamer also informs me that currently he is uh, doing a sale on cassettes, so you can get 50% off his EP known as I Wish My Car Was A Transformer. And uh, that's a great album, but Radio Sega fans will know that because uh, one of the tracks on that album, I now forget what the name of it is, I'm going to look it up. Um, Opus Science Bandcamp, where is it? Because I need to remember the name of it because it's quite important for uh, what I'm about to say. Wish My Car Was A Transformer, there it is. There we go, Protocol. So the track on on that album known as Protocol is actually the theme for Say My Name. You know, the little background music that not 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 Sergio speaking. That's that's not the theme, but the uh, the little background music in Say My Name. That's where it comes from. It comes from this album. So if you want to listen to that on a, on a cassette, go right ahead. But it, since it's fifty percent off, might buy one because <laughs> I, re- I really do like quite a lot of the tracks in that album. To be honest, go and purchase some stuff from him. He's awesome. Anyway, right, so what do we what do we got to talk about here, people? Have we got anything interesting of note? And I just remembered, yeah, there is actually something interesting of, interesting of note. As of today, Toe Back in the Groove is officially available for digital download. It's going to be coming to Limited Run Games soon. It's already gone up for sort of a purchase, but, you know, it's going to take a few days to roll out, etc. But it is now available digitally. So if you have a PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC... Whatever, go and purchase Toe Geminal Back in the Groove because I hear it's actually going pretty well in terms of reviews so far. It's got as high as a 9, I've seen. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's doing well. I haven't played any other games in the series, but I uh, might begin the hookup with Back in the Groove, you know. So, uh, yeah, the, it's, it's not it, it's not official. <laughs> I, I, I don't have any, like, secret business plans with them to shield the game or anything. Nah, just... Who knows? Anyway, uh, what have you guys been saying down in the chat room? Speaking of which, we have a chat room! Discord. If you have a Discord client, you know what to do. If you don't, visit the link, create a username, and from there you can join the chaos. And you can join the chaotic, neutral individuals known as Jamie6436, Callum20, BrickGamer98, and as well we have Electric Boogaloo, and earlier on we had Doan2300. And there's still plenty of time to join. You know, there's no limit, there's no time limit to join the Discord if you want to chat. It's easy. If you don't like Discord though, that's completely understandable. We do have a Twitter feed, at Radio Sega, or you can tweet the show feed, at Top Resort, or you can tweet my own feed, at the Green Vibrate. Or if you don't want to tweet at anyone, use the hashtag Top Resort and I'll be able to see it anyway. So with that in mind, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sort of struggling for things to say in this first segment because it's a bit awkward because I don't have a list of abandoned wear. I've said this um, earlier on, I don't have a list anywhere, I'm just sort of coming up with it as I go along, so all the music picks tonight are just ones that I've thought of like, oh yeah, that's abandoned where that'll work, rather than going, oh, Sega Retro, uh, oh, this game is, let's let's pick a song from that, no, I've just gone, oh right, yeah, Alex, Alex Kidd, this one, this wasn't uh, released anywhere else, this is technically abandoned where I'm going to, uh, I'm going to do it, blah, 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 everyone's saying IRC, 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 I mean, you can join the IRC, you say no, there's no love for it. The reason that there's no love for it is because you don't join it. <laughs> if you join it, I'll plug it. And now someone's going to join it for uh, a lay epic meme. Go, hello guys, I'm speaking in IRC. You're, you're very funny. Well done for doing that. Which is why I'm now going to open my client. 
because I don't trust any of you. You're uh, you're all, all all you regulars are slippery individuals. All you uh, newcomers to Discord, you're all nice. I like you. It's just everyone else. All the others. I can see a guest. I'm going to assume that was a net split and not anyone trying to join. But Jamie does bring up a good point. Why don't I define abandonware for those who don't know it? That is a very good point. So abandonware is basically a game that is no longer available for purchase or along those lines. So it's a game that's, uh, for example, uh, let, let's take one example in one way and another example in another way. So let's go with uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga. Panzer Dragoon Saga is technically not a bandway, you can buy it on the Saturn. However, where it comes into the abandonware regions is the price. Because the game goes for like $200-$300. There's no way you're going to buy that game without, or you know, you're probably, unless you're a mad Saturn fan, you're not going to buy that game at that sort of price. And there's no official re-release at this current time, therefore it's technically sort of classed as abandonware. You're not gonna get it really any other way except for pirating it. It's a game that you can only pirate. Another good example is the WiiWare stuff because we recently saw the closure of the Wii Shop. Uh, I've already pointed this out. Uh, you know, Let's Catch. There's another game coming up later, but Let's Catch was never released anywhere else. You can't get it on a disc. You can't get it on Steam. You can't get it on any of that. So your only option is piracy. It's not. It's not sort of like um, Panzer Dragoon Saga where there is another option, but it's just impossible to do. In this case, Let's Catch is literally impossible to play unless you either purchased it 10 years ago or you pirated it. That is the definition of abandonware in sort of the simplest terms I can put it. And 20 years leaked me a very useful website. Uh, my, my abandonware is a very good site. I'd recommend you all visit it. The thing with it is, though, is... Its definition of abandonware is very sort of odd because, for example, it counts Altered Beast as uh, as abandonware, which is technically true because the DOS version is. The DOS version has never been and probably never will be re-released again. But it also counts the Genesis version as abandonware, which isn't because that game has been re-released many, many times. Same with a lot of the Master System and uh, Game Gear games on here. So, a lot of their definitions aren't entirely accurate. Like, it's not like you have to pirate Alter Beast to play it or you have to buy an expensive cartridge, but it's on every Mega Drive collection known to man nowadays. That doesn't really fit the category, and there's a lot of games like that on here. A lot of Disney stuff which uh, got re-released in that Classics collection a while ago, and Bonanza Bros, and Bubble Bobble, and all these games that technically aren't, because there's either another way to play them, or they're readily available. You see what I mean? It's sort of a bit of a double-edged sword. It's a very loose category of games, if that makes sense. It's very loose. There's no official definition. It's just sort of what people have defined it as over the years. And I now notice that there's a uh, oh, there's a uh, Windows version of Comic Zone, which I did not know existed. Huh. Why? Why? Why, people? Why are you all picking me on IRC? There's a lot of people, um... Poking me, we have Brick Gamer and we have uh, Woe21 all poking me at once. Uh, 20 also brings up a good point DOS Game Zone. Uh, that's another good place actually, because that's specifically for DOS games, obviously. And there's quite a lot of DOS games that uh, were released by Sega, so I guess, yeah, they're all they're all abandonware as well. So if you can find the music to any of them, feel free to request it. Speaking of requests, come on, guys, 
we need a few more requests than this. We're uh, you, we got we got some, but you know we've uh, we we need some more. So feel free to send them in the usual places to my email, topresort at gmail.com. or maybe just maybe you you can send them on the Twitter links or on Discord because that's what you're meant to do anyway. Honestly, people, honestly. Anyway, request block is coming up after the next block, so uh, get them in. But for now, I think it's time we brushed up on our trivia in the Trivia Coast. Trivia Coast. And welcome to the Trivia Coast, our quote-unquote weekly game show. Uh, a bit more about that uh, later on. No, not not later. There's going to be nothing about it, but it should be weekly. Sometimes, some weeks we don't do it. Please understand that. Understand the concept of love, etc. But this is our weekly game show where we put your knowledge of Sega and the topic at hand to the test. But we don't test it. We don't test that or your topicality in this segment. No, 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 no. We just simply ask you some questions relating to Sega games. So it's going to be three questions. It's going to be a hard one, a medium one, and an easy one. The hard one is worth five points, the medium one is worth three points, and the easy one is worth one point. And the only way you can play this game is by private messaging me on Discord. I'm greenvibrate, hashtag 6383, or I guess, because uh, there might be some there might be some people who want to play on other platforms because they don't use Discord. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I'm making these noises tonight. Um, I, I can't do my normal like, eyebrow raising because it's radio. It doesn't work like that. Then again, I, I don't. I, I don't know why you would want to watch me raise my eyebrows. But why would you want to watch me do that suggestive voice either? Whatever. Moving on from the awkward conversation. So private message me on Discord for your answers, and uh, you can enter as many times as you like. So if you keep getting the question wrong, no consequence. You can ask. You can answer each question after after the next one's been asked. So, e.g., if you want to continue answering the hard question after the medium one has been an- asked, you can. So, as long as you get them in before the little jingle that says "end of trivia coast," blah 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 blah, you're fine. You can get in any answer you want in any order. Play for those points because uh, points make nothing. I don't make prizes in this show. They just exist. Anyway, let's get into our first hard question. And this one concerns... uh, What does it concern? It concerns... Let me find it. Here it is. It concerns a little game known as Alien Soldier. So Alien Alien Soldier was planned to be an ambitious game, originally having 100 bosses, although this number was cut due to time constraints. Another way they cut corners was to reuse a boss from Gunstar Heroes. But how many bosses... Alien Soldier contain? How many bosses does Alien Soldier contain? Let me know your answer. You've got plenty of time to do it. You've got plenty of time to Google. Uh, use your Google food wisely. And while you do that, we're going to get on some music from the other, one of the other two Abandonware games on WiiWare. The other one we're not going to be playing tonight is the Wii version of Sonic 4 Episode 1. The reason I said that's Abandonware is because it has a completely different soundtrack and it actually has some different levels in it. It has some prototype levels in it. Interesting, right? Not really. Let's get into a track from Pulse Big Adventure. As I just said, this is Stage 1, Arizona, right here on the Topical Resort. (laughs) 
same host, different topic. This is the Topical Resort. And we are back after just having a track from Alex Kidd, The Lost Stars, the, the Mark III version, not the arcade version. That was the PSG version of BGM 2, a rather catchy tune. Oh, what, what was the exact definition? A, uh, a cute and catchy OST, as Kefki in the chat just put it, and I entirely agree with that one. Before that, from Pole's Big Adventure, you obviously went ham on the jokes, you're very funny. That was Stage 1, Arizona. Ah, you said Pole, a big Pole. Yes. Yes. Anyway, that's a short music break, but we're back. I have nothing to talk about. Please suggest things for me to talk about, because I don't have a history segment today. Because, what, what, what do you do the history of? That, that's, the history of Abandonware. Once someone made a piece of software, then they lost it. That was how Abandonware was created. I just gave you the history of it. In however many sentences that was, I wasn't counting. I, I is smart, I is clever, uh, I, I don't know anymore. Anyway, keep sending in your guesses for the Trivia Coast, because two of you have sent them in so far. Both of them, oh actually, yeah, both of them are incorrect. I'm going to give you a big fat nope, Brittany, and I'm going to give you a big fat nope, Jamie. And I'm, I'm not going to tell you why it's no, I'm just going to tell you it's no. <laughs> End of. Right there. So, what are you saying? Anyway, um, Callum says that Red Dead 2 is 25 quid in uh, CEX, a British computer store. Because uh, they they decided, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be clever and we're gonna abbreviate our name from Computer Exchange. We're very funny. No, we're not. No one says it. No one says it. Um, you know, everyone always just says it in a different way to the way they actually intended to say it. Whatever. Oh, sorry, Brick Gamer was making a joke about wanting to do something to Big, which I can't repeat on the 7pm time slot. Fair enough. Fair enough, as you do. Okay, yeah. Many times have I been in that position. Sure. Fine. My head can't compute this. He does say something a bit more sensible, though, which is, here's hoping Alex in the Lost Stars, the arcade version, comes to Sega Ages. See, something that isn't complete nonsense coming out of Brit Gamer's mouth. Thank you. <laughs> Someone has saved me from this one. <sighs> Whatevs. Uh, Jamie's going to send in another guess, and he also gets it wrong. Wow. I'm not shocked. Uh, did Jamie also send in a request today? I don't remember. I don't think he did. It's gonna be from C64. We're not. We're, we're not gonna beat around the bush here. It's going to be Drone Tail. It's gonna probably be Wilderness. I'm gonna block him if it's Wilderness. Not just you know um, block him on Discord, but block him from requesting the song as well. Because uh, as you know, you know we play like that around these parts. I, I say that, but uh, yeah, whatever. 
Okay. Brit, Brit, we're not repeating any of this stuff. It is 7 p.m. I'm not, I'm not falling for your bait tonight. This is important. I'm not falling for the bait, even though it really isn't bait. Once again, you get it wrong. Both of you get it wrong. <laughs> Try again. I'm having fun with this one because everyone seems to be getting, <laughs> everyone seems to be getting answers which, uh, yeah, I can't comment on at all. But they're getting answers which, which I, I get to laugh at. No, not gonna say why. I just, I just do. I just do. That's 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 really the uh, the part of the story. Twenty's been typing something for a very long time, so I hope it's something constructive that I can actually talk about and isn't a dirty joke from Brit. Constructive, like the criticism or um, no, Brit, that's still not right. <laughs> Get the answer correct. <laughs> they they hear me say this about thirty seconds after I've said correct. Uh, how is it wrong? I've looked at three different sources. Because the source I looked at said it was right. That's a very good point, actually, from Twinny. This is a very good conversation. I want to have. It's constructive. It's meaningful. It's deep. Twinny says, What do you think of Abandonware being part of the preservation of video game culture? This is such an interesting question, actually, to me. Because... Um, I wrote a massively long thread about this on my Twitter feed a while ago, about specifically about abandonware and the impact it sort of has on us. So uh, I'm not gonna boil down. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna boil down the feed. I'm not gonna read it out quote for quote. Is what I was trying to say. But it was about the Wii Shop and the Wii Shop closing. Everyone where the Wii Shop was closing was going. Oh, um, you know, uh, this is why we don't buy digital. This is why we want physical. This is why this, this is why that, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, um, that's not the reasoning I give, actually. The reasoning I give for as to why preserving a bannerware is so important is just for one simple reason, actually, in that thread. But I have more reasons to go for it. And Jamie keeps sending me about how I'm wrong. Yep, here we go again. The trivia questions are always wrong, Viper. Well, what am I meant to do? I read a source that says it's correct, therefore I'm, fa I'm fairly confident in assuming it's correct if the trivia source says it's correct. So what I am trying to say is, my simple reason is that there's people who have attachments to abandonware, and this was my specific case with the Wii Shop. I have attachments to a lot of the games on there, and the conversation I was having is, yeah, we'll be able to play these games again somewhere sometime, but what about the ones we can't? What about the ones that we'll never be able to play legally again? What about the ones that we have memories playing on the console? What about those, you know, virtual console games that I played on the Wii? I have memories of playing them on the Wii. What? I can't play them because they become abandonware, right? You know, you can... <laughs> Digital shops closing and making content in inaccessible doesn't account for human beings it accounts for pre-calculated sort of responses the response is gonna be oh the Wii shop closed oh well that's the sort of response they're calculating not 
Oh, I have a really specific attachment to this one game I played 10 years ago, and I really don't want it to go away. I'm so sad, and this sparks an emotion in me. They don't calculate it for that. You know, that's sort of what I'm trying to get at. It's a move which is made logically, not emotionally. I know this. Is, some people are going to be like, what the absolute hell is he on about? And I, I expect that, but... You know, there's people who are emotionally attached to these games, and when they shut down the shops, they're not considering that. They're just considering, right, these aren't selling anymore, so we're going to get rid of this. Instead of, oh, there's that one guy who really enjoys playing this game, they might want to buy it again sometime in the future. Maybe we should keep the shop open for them. You know, an abandoned where, um, unfortunately that's the sad reality of the digital world we're about to enter, where... The, the new version of the Xbox is rumoured, or the new version of the Xbox One is rumoured to be launching without a disk drive. We're about to go into an era where, where physical content, games you can hold in your hand, like this copy of Sega Rally that I'm holding for some reason, we're not going to be able to hold them anymore. All our content is going to be stored off on a uh, little SSD or even HDD if we're being cheap going to be stored off on something like that or an SD card if you're on the Switch and you know there's not going to be a way to hold your games anymore unless you want to hold the console but you look like a massive idiot for putting you, you'd have to buy a new Xbox One every time you wanted to display a game on the shelf that's that's just no good you'd have you'd have a lot of uh, wasted Xbox Ones that could be going to better causes but you know you get the point if you want to display your games on the shelf you can't anymore abandonware is naturally going to become more and more and more of a thing. Even like the world's most popular games, like even Sonic Mania, you know, that could have become abandonware had it not got a physical release. There would, up until 2018, if they just decided, oh yeah, this game, this game did popular, but not popular, this game did well, but not well enough to uh, demand a physical release. If they never settled on that, you know, there would have been a time in the future where we wouldn't be playing Sonic Mania, or if we were, we were only playing pirated copies on the Switch, or PS4 has piracy now, right? So you'd be playing on the PS4 or the PC. The Xbox One will probably not have piracy for another good few years, but you know, you get the point. Abandonware is a natural casualty of this quote-unquote convenience that companies are trying to push to us. And by convenience, they mean cost-cutting, because it costs less to push, push a game onto a server than it does to manufacture cartridges, manuals, boxes, box art etc it costs less so they're like oh you love this because it's more convenient but no I don't love it because I don't get to display my games on my shelf I don't get to sell them on when I'm done with them and most importantly of all there will be a day when I can no longer play my hard earned video game and companies are trying to sell this to me as a positive that me not being able to play my game in the future is a good thing welcome to the world we live in people uh, but specifically piracy, unfortunately, once again, is another... It's... How do I describe it? You know, if Abandonware is the casualty, then piracy is like the... Is the, the back mark... Uh, the, the, you know, the sort of backstreet doctor, in a sense? Like, um, I'm trying to think of his name now. Uh, think of the, like, the Chinese doctors from Yakuza 0. I cannot remember their name for some reason. Uh, or, you know, the, the group of doctors that uh, hang out in the... Uh, what's it called? Oh, I forgot the name of it. They hang up playing that one game that I can't remember the name of for the life of me. 
I want to say Ludo, but it's not Ludo. It's not even close to Ludo at all. Uh, someone's going to point it out. A Yakuza fan will point it out in a second. But, you know, those backstreet Chinese doctors from the Yakuza games. Uh, Tachibana, that's his name. Tachibana. And uh, his crew. Lee and the others. Them. You know, that. imagine them as the pirates. <sighs> you know, they're not doing something legal, but they're doing something that helps people at a better cost than some of the other measures, if that makes sense. It's bound to happen. It's... Is it morally wrong? Technically? Is it harming anyone? No. Because no one's getting any money for these games anymore. So, it's it's split. You know, it's split 50-50. Can you put your moral uh, conscience to one side to play these games? Maybe. Uh, is it actually harming anyone? No. It's a bit of a predicament. But... Um, yeah, that's the only way we're going to preserve these things, is through piracy. That's the only way in 20 years' time... Sorry, guys, in 20 years' time, that's the only way you're going to be able to play... Uh, I'm trying to think of a modern example of what is going to become abandoned. Where, um, Sonic 4 Episode 1. Sonic 4 Episode 1, if you want to... Uh, you, you know, you might not want to play that. Uh, excluding the WiiWare version, because that's already abandonware. But, you know, I don't like Sonic 4, it sucks. But, you know, there might be one day in the future where you want to revisit it and go... Oh, this was what we had back in 2010. This was what, you know, we were looking forward to as Sonic fans. One day you're going to want to go back to and play that game, even if you don't enjoy it. Just as a bit of a nostalgia trip, a bit of a, hey, remember when this was the only thing we had before the days of Sonic Mania? Uh, you're going to want to go back and play it. Well, tough luck. You can't. Looks like you've got to go and pirate a copy. It's already happened. It's happening right now. And it's going to be happening in the future. It's your decision as to whether you want to support the pirates or not, because, well, otherwise you don't really have a choice to play some of these games. That's uh, that's your own moral compass, your own moral guidance there that will be deciding that one, in my opinion. You guys have been messaging me like mad, and I don't think any of you are still correct. <laughs> anyway, whatever. So let's get it back on into the trivia coast, because you guys, you guys can't do it at all, can you? Trivia Coast. Right, it's clear you're going to need a hint because you're not getting close. I'm not going to give you the source because the source will give it away. I will, however, tell you for the Alien Soldier question, which I should repeat right now. So, how many bosses does Alien Soldier contain? I should tell you, Alien Soldier, we're going by the number of bosses, not mini bosses, not sub bosses, bosses. So like end game, major story points, not just middle of the level, takes two hits to defeat, that kind of thing. We're talking proper boss fights. Well, once again, not going to give you my source, you're saying, well, double check your sources. But when you actually hear what source I got this from, once I actually, you know, once I actually reveal the answer, when I tell you what source I got it from, you're not going to say that I got it wrong. I'm going to tell you that. How many main bosses... Does Alien Soldier contain? Medium question. This one, this one I think is going to be pretty easy for most of you. I don't even need to write a, write a sort of backstory-esque type thing for this, uh, for this question. Because it sort of writes itself. The medium question, playing for three points, only available if you uh, message me on Discord, Green Viper, hashtag 6383. 
What name was King Boom Boo accidentally called in Sonic Runner's Halloween event? What name was King Boom Boo accidentally called in Sonic Runner's Halloween event? Get in your answers, you've got three points on the line. And for now, let's get into some of your requests. We still want some more, by the way, so plenty of time. RadioSC.ga4/discord. Did I say that right? RadioSC.ga4/discord. I don't remember if I said it at all. <laughs> and then um, Twitter, at RadioSega, at TopGrizzle, at TheGreenVaporate, or using the hashtag TopGrizzle. All those places you can get in your requests. And let's get into one, kicking things off with one that I've just got through from Twinny. And let's go with one from the good old Game Gear. Because let's be fair, this, this version of the game isn't likely to see a release soon. But it's a song you're probably sick to death of by now. From the Game Gear version of Outrun, this is Splashwave, right here on Radio Sega. Request results. <laughs>
Welcome back to the Topical Resort. I think I cut myself off. Oh well, it's Quartet. Who, who really cares? That was Musha. Uh, Musha Alest. Full Metal something, as my software isn't loading. Full Metal Fighter Eleanor. That was the theme of Musha Alest, as requested by BrickGamer98. For that from Afterburner Climax, that was the Sleepless Sanctuary. Not the Sky Sanctuary, the Sleepless, because no one sleeps there, like Tokyo. That that was requested by by Electric Boogaloo. For that, that was from McDonald's Treasureland Adventure. That was Stage One: The Magical Forest, requested by Jamie Six Four Three Two Six. What do my eyes and ears and all my other senses betray me? Does the mouse that clicked that track has that betrayed me? Have my hands betrayed me? I don't really know. What I do know is, is that Jamie requested that one over a C64 track. How oh, very odd. And then kicking off the block, we had a track from the Game Gear version of Outrun. That was Splash Wave. And that was a brilliant mix, and chat rightfully pointed out, it's better than the Master System version, which I wholeheartedly agreed with, having played that version previously. I know how shoddy it really is. Anyway, so we're going to be discussing my thoughts on a few of the Abandonware games that are going to be coming up on the rest of the show tonight, but also some of the ones we've already had. So, where better to start than with... Um, I don't know how well you could hear me, I was moving, and now my chair's squeaking. This chair's getting a bit old, it's like four years old now, it feels like yesterday that I got it, to be honest. Um, let's start with all the WiiWare stuff, because I'm really interested in WiiWare, as I've told you earlier. Uh, Pulsebook Adventure, I cannot really comment on. I've never played it, but I have seen a lot of like in-depth sort of screenshot analysis of it. And I can say, well, well, what am I trying to say? <laughs> right, yeah, I, sorry, Jamie distracted me. I can say, from what I've seen of Pulsebook Adventure, it does look very funny. It's very tongue-in-cheek sort of uh, making fun of the tropes which defined Master System and early NES games. Particularly, you know, the difficulty spikes, the uh, nonsense stories, the death pits. The... It's difficult to describe, but look this up, and uh, I think it's Hardcore Gaming 101 have a really good article on it. Uh, actually, that would make sense that it was Hardcore Gaming. But uh, they have like an in-depth sort of um, screenshot, like uh, frame by not frame by frame, but you know what I mean. Sort of like that sort of style of anything interesting in the game that's a reference or is just comical or anything like that. So check that out. But if you want to check the game out, <clears throat> you've got to cop up that piracy, which means modifying your Wii, installing custom firmware, and then installing the game. Or you could just use Dolphin, the uh, the Wii emulator. That's probably more re recommended if you're not a huge Wii fanboy like me, who uh, takes any opportunity to use their Wii, which is... Yeah, that's what I do. Stop with the distraction, distraction, distractions, Jamie. I'll distract you. Yeah, let me throw up a picture of uh, Sanshiro and Casey on screen. Oh, oh, hang on, hang on. This is, this is a radio show. Obvious gag. Anyway. Moving on. We're going to go with uh, Sonic 4 Episode 1, the Wii version, we've already sort of discussed that once again, but uh, the Japanese version of the game that was released onto the Wii Shop accidentally included two levels which were in the prototype and mobile versions, but were never meant for proper release on console. So it included a new level in Casino, uh, for some reason I was going to say Casino Royale, I don't really know why. <laughs> 
Casino... What is it? Casino Street. That's the name of the level. Uh, there was a level... Uh, in that one, where you had to rack up a certain amount of points, then you you were allowed to leave the arena. And then there was a minecart level in Lost Labyrinth, where you just had to tilt uh, the Wii Remote slash phone slash whatever in the direction that you wanted the minecart to go. They were the only really two differences. Aside from that, you could also only control the Wii Remote, or you can only control the special stages with the Wii Remote, like by uh, tilting it. You couldn't use the D-pad like you could in the final game. So they accidentally leaked a prototype. That's going to be the only way to play the prototype on WiiWare. I don't think they ever corrected it. And well, if you want to experience those uh, horrible midis, and they actually no, I don't. I don't mind the music. It's it's on. I, I th- actually some tracks I think are slightly better on the Wii version than they are on the 360 PC version, surprisingly. But it's the music is a bit more midi than its uh, counterparts from other games. So it's obviously to save on space because the Wii doesn't have a lot of internal memory. It's like. Uh, 512 megabytes of uh, what's it called RAM? Not RAM. I, I, I'm just saying RAM's a placeholder. It's something like RAM, but it's not quite um, it's sort of like internal storage RAM that type of stuff. 512 megabytes isn't a lot. That's the reason that uh, Super Meat Boy was actually cancelled for the Wii because it was meant to be coming to WiiWare, but the game was bigger than the Wii's hard drive, so they had to uh, actually scrap the Wii release in the end. They couldn't get it to work. So that's how they sort of got Sonic 4 on the console, was they just greatly squashed it until the music sounded like MIDI. So that was their logic. And then Let's Catch, we discussed that as well. It's an okay game. It suffices. It suffices. Uh, since we have music from it, Musha. Very solid uh, shoot 'em up, as I hear. One of the two games from Compile on the Mega Drive, the other one being Duh, Puyo Puyo. And Puyo Puyo 2, technically. But yeah, one of the only sort of games and it's very expensive for that reason and also the fact that it wasn't very well produced in America because it was sort of at the end of the Mega Drive life cycle I believe my head wants to say 1995 but my uh, my mouth doesn't my mouth sort of doubts that a bit maybe later maybe earlier even I, I want to say it feels like a late Mega Drive game but I also feel like it has remnants of sort of mid-life Mega Drive games uh, Jamie says did the Wii U get Meat Boy yeah actually the Wii U did get Meat Boy uh, it was... When would that have been? That would have been 26... I want... Yeah, 2016. Sounds about right for the Wii U port of Meat Boy. Uh, that's actually a pretty shoddy port, aside from having the, in my opinion, worst soundtrack of the two. Uh, it it had a lot of issues like desyncing controllers and dropped inputs all over the place. and it, In general, it just didn't feel like that solid of a port. It felt like it was very cobbled together. The Switch port was better than the Wii U port in that sense, but not by much. Well, it, it was. It, it didn't have the issue of dropped inputs, but I just don't like the music. The music is bland, boring, forgettable. Aside from um, the tracks by the guy who did Hotline Miami, he did the tracks for The Hospital and uh, The Salt Factory. And they actually sound really good, because they have like this cool techno vibe to them, which none of the other tracks have. They just have generic... like. Oh, a uh, bit of a guitar riff here, a bit of a banjo riff here. Nothing interesting about them whatsoever. Unlike the original game, which had... Like, its music was brimming with personality, and then they just went, Yeah, banjo music. We're going to have this cool final boss where the... Or this cool boss, sorry, for the first world, where the forest is on fire and there's chainsaws everywhere. Do you know what we're going to have? We're going to have banjo music to this track, or to this stage, instead of a... Incredible guitar riffs that were in the original soundtrack. 
I don't get the logic. <laughs> Sorry, but round about me, boy, over. That 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 will become a banner where eventually. No, it won't actually, because um, there was a physical PS4 release. Ignore me. There was a Switch one as well through limited run games. Now that I think about it, actually, that's a very good question. Are limited run games games gonna soon be considered abandonware? Because there's only 200 copies per se of each game. Does that count as abandonware? Hmm, that's a nice topic of conversation. Let me know what you think about that in the chat. Or on Twitter or something if you're listening on the podcast. Speaking of which, hello to you. I never said hello to the podcast listeners. Hello. But, yeah, uh, that's a very good point of conversation, actually. Especially with Toji Aminol as well, because the new uh, Back in the Groove that we were talking about at the beginning of the show, one day, that is digital only, aside from the limited run games release. Will that one day become abandoned where? Hmm. Hmm. What a good topic of conversation. Afterburner Climax, spoke about this one as well. Brilliant game. Amazing. Please play it if you somehow find a way to. If you can find a code somewhere in a game sh- in a game shop, play it, because trust me, you'll love it. If not, modded PS3 does the job nicely. Because mod- modding a PS3 is actually pretty easy nowadays. Oh, I'm incredibly wrong. Yeah, my, my other hunch was entirely correct. Musha was released in 1990. <laughs> that, yeah, that... I- it has remnants of feeling like a late Mega Drive game, but it also feels like an early one in other ways. So yeah, I was entirely wrong there. Whoops, bad judgment. Uh, I don't know then. Just limited numbers and it being a shmup. And America don't really like shmups. They like they like platformers and football and uh, shooters and blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah, all, all that, all that uh, generic stuff. Uh, you keep sending me messages. <laughs> I can't concentrate. I run for the Game Gear. It's Outrun on the Game Gear. Don't think anyone's exactly clamouring for this one as much as they are with some of the others. McDonald's Treasureland Adventure. I don't know too much about this. The only McDonald's game I really know that much about is McKids, just because uh, Spinball Legend local hero Donnie used to be quite obsessed with that game. That's the only reason I know anything about a McDonald's game, because Donnie used to like it. <laughs> like, McDonald's Treasureland Adventure uh, possibly could be a good game. I don't really know. Don't really care either. Let's move on. Other abandoned way you guys suggested to me as well was Panzer Dragoon Saga, which I think is a really good example of uh, abandoned way in the traditional sense of it's not lost, it's just hard to come across. It's a good game. I don't really need to say anymore. It's the holy grail of Saturn games for a reason, not just because it's oh, it's the elusive rare one that everyone wants to buy because only four copies are made. It's also because it's a flipping good game and people want to play it, rightfully so. Pirate it. <laughs> don't pay the money. Do not pay the money that game commands. Please, your wife will thank you later, or your husband, or uh, or your partner. You know, whatever. You know, we're not we're not into shaming here at the Docker Resort. We're into yes, we are. That's a lie. We're into shaming regulars such as Jamie for uh, his obsession with uh, Sanshiro and Brit Gamer for his obsession with Miku. I'm gonna get shouted at in the chat by a second if I don't. In this, I'm gonna get shouted at by the chat in a second if I don't stop. Let's continue. <laughs> no, let's not. Uh, Opus Science Collective, yeah, he's a brilliant example of... No, he's not. <laughs> other games, other games, other games. I, 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 I could use the list of games I have here, but these are all games that I'm playing music from, and I don't want to spoil what games I'm playing music from. <laughs> so, suggestions in the chat? Please? Hmm. I'm not seeing too much. Uh... Oh, that's, that's very true, actually. Uh, Electric brings up a good point. 
somehow now M2 actually owns the LS slash Musha IP, which, uh, yeah, because the compile situation's weird, to be honest, because I thought Sega technically bought them, but they come back from the dead, but they also only technically own Puyo Puyo, and M2 owns Alest, and D4 now owns the rest of the compile IPs. It's very confusing. There's a lot of misinformation, because you can say, well, there's evidence that they never actually bought compile, but yeah, you can say there's evidence, but the conflicting sources are just... Yeah. I, I that, That's the thing with all this sort of information, you know? I guess, is... One one thing can say something's right, one thing can say something isn't right, and well, eventually somewhere along the line someone's going to get confused. Just like my trivia questions. Who would have guessed? Who would have guessed? Me. And I don't have an obsession with turning everyone on Brit Game, that is entirely Jamie's job. I mean, look at those suggestive things he posts in the chat. Electric actually brings some logic into the conversation. Propeller Arena accounts right. Or Propeller Arena counts right. I guess so? I don't know if... Oh, it, it is technically abandoned work, because it was abandoned, and it was software. But, uh, it, as I say, fan-made definition, there's no industry person who came up with this. It's not in, like, the Oxford Dictionary. It's something that people have come up with to describe games that you can no longer legally play. Therefore, technically, yeah, it does fall under that, but would it fall under the sense of a game that was released that you can no longer legally play? That is... I don't really know. Uh, one day we should actually like all settle down, create an official definition for this. Uh, but that, that's not today. We'll never settle on this. But it's a broad term, which is why I don't have a list of games available today because it's such a broad term which you can apply. You can apply individually. You can go some cases. Yeah, that's a banner. Some cases, no, I don't think that is actually. It's sort of a uh, a bit mixed in that regard. But with that in mind, I think it's probably about time to move on because uh, we've still got plenty of stuff to do here on the show and we've got plenty of great music to play you. So let's get on with some trivia for one last time, shall we? Trivia Coast. So you may recall last time I asked you. What was King Boom Boo accidentally called in the Sonic Runners Halloween event? That's for three points. Before that, I asked you how many bosses, how sorry, how many, how many full bosses does Alien Soldier contain? And now for the easy question, worth one point. Pole's Big Adventure, released on WiiWare in 2009, is an 8-bit style platformer which emerged at the time of the rise of retro rebirths. The game doesn't treat itself very seriously and mocks many game tropes of the 1980s. What Nintendo franchise is prime and center in these mockeries? So in Pole's Big Adventure, what Nintendo franchise is prime and center in its mockeries? Let me know your answer for one point on Discord, Green Dive Pro, hashtag 63831. While we do that, we got two games which I didn't talk about earlier, but they technically class as abandoned words. This first one coming up is a game which was released on an obscure peripheral that, well, let's just say it didn't do too well. And with this peripheral slowly slowly failing and it being one of the more desirable titles for this peripheral, it ever more by the year becomes the definition of abandonware. And we're going to also count it as an abandonware because it had a PC release in 2007 on a little known platform which soon shut down a couple of years afterwards. So 
technically in some ways, or in multiple ways, this could be considered abandonware. And then after this, we've got an arcade title which almost came to, or which almost escaped the abandonware realm. But not quite, because due to developer incompetence, it wasn't included on a key collection of titles from the series. Of course, if you haven't picked up on the hints by now, this is the Sonic block. We're going to be talking about the Sonic series, and coming up is a track from Knuckles Chaotix. This is Midnight Greenhouse, right here on the Topical Resort.
entries for the Trivia Coast are now closed. Trivia Coast. I can't believe I'm having to say this, but answer dumps aren't allowed. <laughs> so if I ask you a number question, like how many blanks in blank, you can't go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. I can't believe I'm even having to outline this as a rule. If you got asked in a math in a maths class what 2 plus 2 is, you don't go 1, 2, 3, 4, oh, oh, 4 was right, oh, well, I got it right then. <laughs> That's an obvious rule, I shouldn't have to outline that. Ugh, whatever. I also shouldn't have to outline that I shouldn't be sending people review cards. <laughs> oh, I'm such an idiot! <laughs> so so during, the, during that music break, I had about 11 million different DMs open. And uh, I, I got myself a lovely code for our Toe Jam and L back in the groove. Lovely code. I'm, I'm redeeming it on my Switch right now. What I didn't mean to do, however, was send another code. <laughs> It's a prick gamer instead of the person it was meant to go to. Well, well done, well done, me. You can physically hear me face desk as we speak because I think you redeemed it. Oh, damn it! Oh. <laughs> it's quite funny though. It's all in good spirit. He says he's willing to uh, send it to the right person. Breathe through it. Breathe through it. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Okay, thank you, Brute Gamer. Thank you for actually being understanding after I've roasted you for the entire night. <laughs> that was a genuine blonde moment and not a, <laughs> not a, uh, not an actual intent. Whatever. You heard you heard a track from Sega Sonic the Hedgehog. That was Trap Town. Before that, from Nox Chaotix. That was Midnight Greenhouse. Shall we get into the answers to the Trivia Coast? The easy question I asked you. What Nintendo franchise is most mocked in the 2009 WiiWare game, Pole's Big Adventure? The answer was, no duh, Super Mario Bros. Jamie Ambrick Gamer got that right, well done to you two. Medium question, what name was King Boom Boo accidentally called in Sonic Runner's Halloween event? You all got a good, <laughs> all got a good chuckle out of that one, ha ha ha. It was King Boob Boo. Because, you know, oh, sorry guys, it was a mistake, we didn't mean to do it. Uh, hello. <laughs> Two letters apart on the keyboard. You meant to do that. Someone is getting fired, and you're trying to cover it up, Sega. Don't lie to us. It was very amusing, though. <laughs> Hard question. This is the one that you keep saying I'm wrong about. I'm not wrong about it. Alien Soldier was planned to be an ambitious game, originally having 100 bosses. Although this number was cut due to time constraints. Another way they cut corners was reuse a boss from Gunstar Heroes. But how many bosses does Alien Soldier contain? This was full bosses, not mid-bosses. The answer... 25. 25 bosses in Alien Soldier. Now a lot of you will be going, but I've checked my facts and it's not that! But judging by the fact you've sent me about 9 different answers, I'm guessing there was more than one answer for this question. Now you're like, so what source even is this? What source said the answer 25? Well, uh, once you hear it, I've said, I don't think you're going to dispute me on why I think this is a reputable source. The official source for the answer being 25 is that Alien Soldier held the Guinness World Record for having 25 
different bosses in a run-and-gun game. Fun fact, this, this record was only beaten in 2017 with the release of Cuphead. The Guinness Book of World Records says it's 25, therefore I have pretty good reason to assume that it's 25. You would have thought they fact-checked that before releasing that. Therefore the answer, the source says it's 25. That's a pretty reputable source, wouldn't you agree? More reputable than, I don't know, whatever other source you were using, you never actually told me. Yeah. Whatever. Jamie says again, source! Just told you the source. I love input delay. Oh well. What can you do? I know what we can do, we can play some more excellent music. Just like the music we're hearing right now, but I'm not going to be playing that. This, this song's awesome, seriously. And you guys are going to say, are you sure this song's awesome? Yeah, I think so. I had to go with this version specifically. I don't think it's as good as the original, but this remix, I still love it personally. From everyone's favourite game, Mega Man The Wily Wars. This is the Mega Man 2 opening theme. When we come back, well, it's, it's time for a good old chat really, because uh, I, don't, I don't know, I don't really have time for anything else, do I? Let's move on. Let's play some music. Mega Man time.
missed an episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section. Subscribe to us on iTunes or stream the show through Stitcher. Jamie's response to being wrong at the Trivia Coast question is, Where'd you read it in the Guinness Book of World Records then? So I give him the source. But show me where you read it. Show me where you read it. In the Guinness Book of World Records. If you want to read it, go and buy a copy. If you don't want to read it, it's in the 2010 edition. Just look it up on a PDF site of some sort. Because you can't feel you don't be you can't be bothered to pay for it. You can't be bothered to pay for a library card. Just just, just look it up. If you, I'm not I'm not kidding you. If you search Guinness World Record for most boss battles in a run and gun game, you get multiple hits telling you that Alien Soldier had 25 hits. Well, they had 25 boss battles, sorry. You you see it immediately. There we go. Uh, let's, let's actually see it in this specific instance. Uh, where's 20? Where's the. Let's look up. 25. Here we go. There we go. The most boss battles in a run and gun game is 25 total. Belonging to Alien Soldier. Would you look at that? Wow. Incredible. It's almost as if I wasn't wrong for once on this show. But you're still trying to prove that I'm wrong. You're trying to make it look like I'm a bad host. You don't have to try very hard. <laughs> Spoilers. Whatever. Uh, 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 I'm done. I'm done. It's Toppy next time. Let's get into another track from Sonic, because of course, of course we're going to do some Sonic. But it's a track from Sonic Mania Adventures. That should make you feel better. Then we got a track from Pulse Man. Then we got a tra- track from the newly released Toy Gemini back in the groove, aka the game which Wiper cannot keep. He, he can't keep his uh, the code. What am I trying to say? The code's a bit slippery. I can't keep it in my hands. I, I'm a bad person. Let's play the music. Let's get scratching. The Toppy Mix.
You ready, big girl? Yeah, I'm ready, Toe Jam. Alright, let's do this. Come on. My name is Toe Jam. And I'm Big Earl. Mm-hmm. We come from outer space. Whoa. We crashed down on this planet It was an accident This is a crazy place Hey, hey Tell them Toe Jam Oh yeah, oh yeah Funky down and funky Get funky Oh yeah, oh yeah Funky down and funky These crazy song is traumatic for me it it'll be my nightmares it'll be in my visions it'll be probably at the funeral to be honest all because of one simple mistake 
So you're probably wondering how I got here. I don't remember how the rest of this monologue goes. So I'm going to stop this right now. That was from Third Gemini, Back in the Groove. That was the main theme with vocals. For that, an awesome remix from Solar Modulation. That was Stereo Prote- Protect. The original version which I downloaded was dubbed the YM2612 remix. A YM2612 remix of a track which was already on the YM2612. That's the Mega Drive sound chip. Eh? Eh? What sort of naming is that? That's Solar Modulation's remix of Stereo Protect, nothing else. I initially actually heard that on um, the uh, I'm trying to think the episode two weeks ago of uh, Nitro Game Injection. Speaking of which, go and check out KNGI Radio, awesome uh, little Icecast radio station, and uh, that's where I initially heard that track. And I was like, "Wow, that's good! I'm going to play that tonight because it actually fits in." Because that's from Pulseman, a game which is technically abandoned. Whereas, well, the WiiWare version's gone. Oh no, the uh, sorry, the Virtual Console version on the Wii is gone. The Sega Channel version's gone. It's it's abandonware at this point. Sucks because it's a really good game by Game Freak, obviously well known for their Pokemon, but they did actually do other stuff. Everyone's like, that's the only game they ever did. They did Pulse Man, they did Pokemon. No, they did a bunch of other stuff like um, Harmonite, Tembo, etc. But that's just the two that everyone seems to know them from. And Pulse Man's a brilliant game, so rightfully so. But with that in mind, guys, it's the end of this. No, it's not. Uh, Sonic Mania Adventure Discovery. That was a track before that. Anyway, with that in mind. To the end of the show. I actually have next week's show planned out, and uh, I've, I've discussed this game quite a lot this week. It's traumatic. I don't care. Toe Jam and next week. And hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, we're going to have a review, uh, an audio review of the game, ready to go, ready to air on next week's show. So, fingers crossed on that one. Be sure to get in your request right now. Thanks to everyone who's been listening. Thank you to everyone who's been in the Discord specifically. We've had Jamie64326. We've had Alex. Uh, I'm not, I, I don't know if that's their last name or not, but I'm not going to read it out because uh, I think it might be the last name. Uh, we also have we also have Twinny, myself, BrickGamer98, Electric Boogaloo, Kefki. Uh, did I say Brit? I said Brit, didn't I? Uh, anyone else? Have I said everyone? We had Dome2300 earlier on, I remember that. I'm struggling to remember anything else now because it's been a long day. It's been a long show. We had Callum. That's right, we had Callum. I think that's it. Anyway, th- everybody's listening. Thank you very much to, uh, if you've been been lurking if you've been listening to the podcast if you've been doing any of that i appreciate it but uh as you know earlier on we had a track from a mobile game which became abandonware that was rhythm thief and the paris caper and the thing with mobile games is quite often they require a net connection so instant abandonware once they go on offline except it's not the traditional sense of abandonware because you can't pirate them they're gone forever deceased Deceased, just like this last game coming up, and I, I think you can guess what it probably is. It's the second famous Sega mobile game which went offline. There's technically a third one. That's Chain Chronicle. It's the one that isn't Chain Chronicle. It's Sonic Runners. This is a station classic, and for good reasons. Getting those summer vibes out ahead of the DST change, uh, or sorry, the uh, the time zone change for you guys in America, which means shows will be. At a different time, I can't remember if it's late or early, but the clocks are going forward for you guys, and it's not for us in in the UK, and it's also not in Australia, where Scott is, because they don't do DST. But, yeah, DST is changing. Please check the Radio Sega schedule and our tweets for further confirmation on what times shows will be on near you. Let's get on with the final track. This is from Sonic Runners. This is Beyond the Speed of. I'm Groove Vibrate. You will have been awesome. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, stay topical.
enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.